Hello and welcome to the Scout Report podcast. I'm Malik. This is Evan, and thank you for joining us today as we talk about Kingdom Death Monster. And is it a game for you, or is it something that you should pass on? Now, 1.6 is just pretty much dropped. You know, it's been a couple mm-hmm. months. Um, Evan, you got 1.6 uh, recently as a gift from me because I love my brother. <laughs> yes, a very thoughtful <laughs> gift. Uh, yeah, I started playing it. Uh, I think it arrived late last November, right? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it took you know probably a day or so of setup before even getting into the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is, man. It's a huge game. It's, um, what was it, like 20 pounds of content inside of that box? of just like product? Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's a big game. It's a lot of people's white whale, as they call it. Um, it definitely is like my holy grail game. Mm-hmm. Just because definitely. of how, how, yeah, what it is and everything. But um, we're pretty similar, so I kind of knew that you would like it. And uh, so I highly suggested to you. You also saw some stuff online. Where you were like, hey, have you ever heard of this? And we started talking about it a lot. Yeah, from uh, Quackalope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout, shout out to Quack, man. Yeah. He's great. He's great with the King Death content, man. He's killing it. Yeah, no, he's definitely what first got me into it. And then, yeah, I messaged you and said, oh, yeah, have you heard of this? And that just sparked a whole bunch of conversation. Yep, yep. Originally... King of Death was a boutique like miniature store. It was kind of like mm-hmm. they just made like the the pinup type miniatures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then in like I think 2015 they kickstarted a game. And so you know when I first saw King of Death, it was as that they're making a game. Wow. So, so it was only after like the Kickstarter was done for like 1.0 and even I think 1.5 where I was like, oh shit, this is this is like a game. So, yeah, I was going to ask you, so there's not, like, a, a 1.1, 1.2 to the game? There was, but as it gets updated, um, they send out stuff, like, for 1.6, which is the recent one that everyone gets, if you got it in the core box, for other people who had 1.5, we get to upgrade via an upgrade pack. So mm-hmm. it came with uh, stickers that we would overlay over old rules in our rule book instead of printing a whole new rule book you just get stickers and you put over you know like how traps work and how you can spend survival got reworked and rewarded a little bit so it's better understood so mm-hmm. we put a sticker over that page screaming antelope got nerfed a little bit so we put that over that page of the rewards mm-hmm. and then we got promo content so my my what is it hooded night is different mm-hmm. from yours oh interesting yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But this is just like encompassing the whole game and whether it's you know worth it to someone to even start getting into all of this. Yeah, exactly. You know, and there's a lot of things to consider. So we broke it down into uh seven things just to talk about to keep it kinda loosey goosey going, you know what I'm saying? Instead of us talking for like three hours about every single point of the game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, the first thing a lot of people will check, and as you see from the Kingdom Death website, is, like, the theme of the game. You know, this is a very dark game. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you're tossed into overwhelming darkness with nothing but a lantern. People who are basically, you know, naked and afraid. Right, and I mean, as you progress through the game, you know, it's not like, oh, you, you know, you take a damage to this area and you, you know, come up with it in your head. No, you know what's happening with a severe injury table in the game where exactly you can get broken ribs, broken legs, or your head can explode. You can be gutted. I mean, it's a very visceral and imaginative game. Mm-hmm. And there's like, um, there's a lot of uh, nudity to be had in this game, I guess. Like, there's one thing a lot of people point out. I don't say it's an over-sexualized nudity at any point. I feel like it's just, like I said before, they're naked and afraid. You're starting a settlement from basically nothing, right? You're like a god overseeing these people as they progress. And mm-hmm. as they, as you start, you don't, you're not wearing much. You have a cloth, really. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're going to see some genitalia here, some genitalia there. But, you know, obviously, as they progress as a society, they start building, like, armor and stuff like that. So it, I don't feel like it's an overly sexualized thing. I mean, Poots and his team are very anime-inspired, very anime-driven uh, in some aspects. Mm-hmm. As we were talking mm-hmm. before about, like, some of the new content that was coming out, we said I told you that one of this figure is directly ripped from Berserk, which is an anime. <laughs> <laughs> you right. know, so there's a lot of that in there. So Japan's anime is kind of like, you know, they kind of make their women a little a little out there, which is something that people might not like, right? You, know, you might be okay with it if you watch anime or whatever. But, you know, theme in itself is kind of a neutral concept that we're talking here because this could totally be for you. Like, you just want someone, you know, when they die, you describe how it just you know, their head gets lopped off by a lion mm. with human hands and the blood just rushes over everybody and they get more insane. There mm. you go. Right? Yeah, and I think, you know, going along with the idea of theme, you know, there's not only just, you know, the idea of, like, nudity and sexuality and violence, but also kind of the more grander theme of the game, kind of a medieval fantasy-esque kind of game you know and it it stays in line with some of that you know the the monsters that you fight i would say and the weapons that you use so if you're into that kind of thing yeah this may be up your alley yeah exactly it's very um horrific because you know you did talk about the monsters a lot of them are horrific Mm -hmm. you know they're very they inspire fear you know there's an antelope that you look at the miniature at the beginning, you're like, oh, this is just a regular fucking like antelope. You turn around, he's got a giant mouth underneath where his belly is supposed to be. Right, and I mean, there's there's certain moves where you you know, completely get gobbled up and you're like fighting inside its chest cavity. Yeah, yeah. you're getting masticated, which I just learned what that meant after <laughs> fighting the antelope. It means that you're getting chewed. All right, anyone mm. listening who doesn't know what that means, it means being chewed repeatedly. Yes. <laughs> so. There's also that. There's also, like, the Phoenix. You know, he's a fucking terrific model. I love it. I think he's cool, but he's also very horrific. You turn him around, there's hands trying to get out of his cuaca. Like, that's disgusting. <laughs> Butthole fingers, yes. <laughs> Butthole fingers. <laughs> exactly that, right? Yes. 
So these are all the things that you have to kind of think about in terms of whether or not you're going to want this game, because this is going to be prevalent throughout. You know, there's pictures in the the rule book in itself, which is fantastic, well drawn. But like I said, there's going to be, you know, people being split in half. There's like a picture for the Kingsman, not to spoil mm-hmm. anything, but if you go to a certain section on the Kingsman, there's literally a person who's like melting. Yep. <laughs> so... You know, these are the things that you have to consider whether or not you're going to invest because, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of time that you put into this game, which is something we'll talk about. Um, but, like, if you don't want to see this all the time, then this is not going to be the game for you. Exactly. You know, and that's that's just how it's going to be. But if you're, you're willing to go through that, and I guess, like, a big, um, I'd say, selling point on that is if you watch Berserk... <laughs> Or if you've seen Berserk, <laughs> read Berserk. It it's in the same realm. It's very horrific. And if you could put up with that, you could put up with something on your tabletop for sure. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So I mean, if we can get past the theme, there's always that. Now we want so, to talk about availability, yeah. though, right? Yeah, you've you've decided. Yeah, you know, okay. This kind of sounds like a game I want to get into. Can I even buy it? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but also no. <laughs> At the whim of Poots. <laughs> At the whim of Poots and the gang. And also just the global shipping crisis as it is for small businesses. Although I wouldn't say they're completely small. I'd say that they're, you know, a niche company. Mm-hmm. You know, with some few, with a few good people and like a few warehouses. They recently just expanded to Europe, I believe. I think there's like a dedicated warehouse in Europe now. Mm-hmm. but availability is definitely something we need to talk about and it's definitely a con to this game especially if you want it as evan said it's like do you want it now you like you're like oh they talked about theme i'm already sold i don't care about the other fucking six topics where can i get this now yeah exactly and and we started discussing the game uh i think it was fall of uh 2020 I think yep. is when we first started talking about it, and yep. that's when you ordered it, and it took a whole year to get it shipped. Yeah, it took a whole year. I ordered it Black Friday of 2020, and it came, I think, a few days either before or after Black Friday 2021. It was yeah. a whole year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was right around Dad's birthday. So. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So. I mean, right now, it's still on the site. You could still get it. You're going to get the updated version with everything you're going to need to play. Mm-hmm. But for how long? I don't know. The first time the restock happened when they were doing their retail release, because I was lucky enough to get into their backer it, which is like kind of like a Kickstarter thing where you can just like mm-hmm. order certain items that they put up. I was able to pre-order a copy and solidify one for, uh, for you and dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they put it up for their like retail release, as I was saying, uh, it sold out in like the first day. Yeah. And it wasn't available for a while. And then they said we have I think five hundred more copies or something like that. And they put it up. And so now it's still available on the store. But I don't know if they're gonna get any more copies. Yeah, I mean it could be another year or so before they're restocked. Yeah. 
And that's because they're also working on the second core set, which is Gambler's Chest. And before you get excited, I know you're listening. You're like, ooh, what the fuck is Gambler's Chest? Before you get excited, <laughs> you can no longer pre-order Gambler's Chest. So you're going you're gonna to be at the whim of the retail store. No mm-hmm. one knows when it's coming out. Pencils are still not down. They were supposed to be down like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Omicron variant is now also now impacting their shipping even more. So I guess he's taking that to give it more time to even work harder on it. Uh-huh. Which is good, but also bad. Because now he's focusing on the second core set. We're, we don't know what's going to happen with the first one. Because he's so dedicated on this gambler's chest. Mm. And we don't know what's happening with expansions, which is something we're also going to talk about because it's also within the realm of availability. There are expansions for this game. There's 12, I believe. Mm-hmm. You cannot get one on the retail store. <laughs> you, it's on I don't a know resale when, right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know when you're going to be able to get it on the retail, uh, retail store. No one knows. There's just communication is something that you're going to have to put up with. And if you don't want to put up with it, then I understand. A lot of people don't, but they are not very communicative. And put that out not. there right now. They're not. I'm on. I'm on many different sites. I'm on uh, BGG. I'm on the Reddit. I'm on the fucking. I'm on their Instagram. I'm on a Facebook group now that just sells. Like I try to stay as informed as possible, and it is mm-hmm. very, very sparse. We don't know availability. Do they give any kind of word before it does become available on the website? Uh, there's like maybe a few words from somebody. But I mean, I don't know. From my experience, at least, I don't know if they say it prior to to them doing it, or they let you know, and then you don't know exactly when it's happening. Like they'll be like, "Okay, we are restocking." They won't give you a date or nothing, and so you're just waiting. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah, that that is one big con to the game, and probably something we'll touch on when we talk about community. But how you were saying. And I had a similar feeling, which was, like, I'm playing this core set right now, absolutely loving it. I just want to dive even deeper into it, you know, add as much as I can to it. And, of course, the natural reaction is, oh, let's go to the website and, you know, they'll have stuff on there. No. (laughs) And then it's like, oh, well, maybe someone's reselling it for three to four times the initial cost which you know we'll get into later but it just you know goes into availability like if if you manage to get the course that just be prepared to wait a while to expand your set unless you're willing to spend a lot of money that's very well said and i can attest to this because i could not wait i am one of those people who are pretty impulsive on their games I've died down a little bit now because COVID and everything, you know, working, it's getting a little difficult. So I don't have the money for this shit as much as I did before. Mm-hmm. But if I want to talk about the cost that I paid for these and give you like the cost of what they are in the retail store, maybe that'll can like give you a little bit of like, okay, maybe I can't wait because it does happen. We just don't know when it's happening. Mm-hmm. So let me, let me try to scare you into waiting. <laughs> I have six expansions, I think. Yes, I have six. I have, if we're going to go with the small box ones, I got is Manhunter, Slenderman, Lion Knight, Dung Beetle Knight. Now, Mm -hmm. I was lucky 
because I'm one of those people who bargain with people to make sure I can get a really good price that I think is reasonable and that I'd be willing to pay for the content. Mm -hmm. If we're talking about the game, yes, this game has hours and hours of fucking content. Like, you don't even need expansions, but like, you know, Evan's here talking. He's like, I played the core game. He's like, I want expansions. That's just a natural thing that's going to happen. Like, every yeah. expansion is so cool. I haven't even beat my first campaign yet, and I want to add more. Exactly, you know? So, like like I said, that's how I was. I didn't even have the fucking game before I got my first expansion. <laughs> I had it on order, bro. <laughs> You're just like, I know I'm going to like this game. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much knew I was going to love it. So I was like, I want, like, cool shit to add. So the first mm -hmm. one I got was Slenderman. And these small box expansions run for about the same price, except for, I think, Lion God, which is more. You're going to mm -hmm. pay about 60 bucks, and then plus the, the shipping, you're going to pay about 70 70 to 75 Yeah, For a small box expansion, right? Like a small box. Small box meaning you're going to get everything you need, including like fighting arts, disorders, all that kind of stuff that it will include, and gear, if you can build gear from it. And you're going to miniature, obviously. If it's a quarry monster that makes armor, you're also going to get miniatures to make four survivors that are clad in that armor, along with the weapons and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you're going, yeah, 75 bucks seems worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I paid... For Manhunter, I paid uh, original price because I got it off the site when they did a surprise restock. Lucky me. <laughs> Slenderman I got for close to 100-something. Mm-hmm. Dung Beetle Knight I got lucky on because he usually retails for about 300-something. I got him for 100-something. Mm. And the same for the Lion Knight, about 100-something. If I want, if you want actual numbers, I got 115 for Dung Beetle Knight. I got 120 for Lion Knight and 109 for Slenderman. Damn. These are $75, people, on retail. But I got most of them like a year ago on t in 2020 it was close mm. to the end of 2020 damn near starting 2021 when they did the surprise restock so it, they're due for another restock they should be but like it was a surprise like i keep telling you it's it's like people knew it was gonna come because you know like i said one of the guys said it was happening but from what i saw and read from the people i was communicating with no one knew the day so we were all just loading up the, the page constantly to see when the restock's happening, when's the restock happening, you know? I was lucky enough to be expecting an email the day that I woke up before I was going to go to, like, work. Oh, no, I was off uh -huh. that day. I think I was off that day, but I was expecting an email. So I was looking at my email, and I was like, yeah, fuck it, let me check uh, King Death real quick. Surprise enough, dude, that they were stocked up on all expansions. Dude. Except Gorm which is highly sought after, and it was gone. I, I went and researched into it. It was gone literally maybe two to three minutes into like a site updating. Oh. It was gone. I think it crashed the site at one point where they had to like re reload it. Wow. People want to go on. People still want Gorm, and people can sell Gorm on like eBay or something, you know, one of the top places you can get these things for like $400. And people will buy it. And that's the sad, sad truth of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually on eBay's site right now looking. Uh, Gorm expansion 
13 bids and it's at 280 right now. That's actually the least it's bid, but like, holy shit. <laughs> you know, that's a $60 expansion just like straight off site. And with the shipping, mm-hmm. like I said, it'd be like 70 bucks. People paying damn near 200 for this. Yeah, Dung Beetle, you know, 320. Yeah, and that's what you're going to have to be prepared for. You know, I mean, I was kind of prepared for it, not necessarily, because I thought they would restock sooner, but, like, that's what you have to be prepared for. Like, that is definitely a con, and that's why we're talking about it so much, is because availability is so just sporadic. You don't know what shit's coming, and that's it. Like, the days that you know shit is going to be on the site, but it's probably not even going to be expansion content or on, like, major holidays, really. Like, Valentine's Day... They do the pink dice. They do like the fancy little Valentine's Day pinups that kind of come with like promo gear that you can use. But it's like, you know, you're getting a figure and one gear card, really. Yeah. And then you have Black Friday where they discount some of their stuff and then they'll bring out some stuff, right? Halloween and obviously like Christmas. Christmas Mm -hmm. usually is just like Christmas pinups and uh, Christmas dice, winter dice. Halloween is Halloween survivors. They're dressed up like as monsters or like famous people. The the first one, like one of them was Elvira. It's actually kind of cool, but it's not like it's not expansion content. It's not game content necessarily. Not the thing we want. <laughs> not the thing we want. No, but these are the days that you know like something's going to happen. Refresh, something's going to show up on site. Yeah, <laughs> something's going to show up on site. This is where these are the days that I'm going to go hunting for. Bro, I'm going to check Valentine's Day. No doubt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just in case. Like, I don't know. I'm just going to check. Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah. know, I, were you, you were here yesterday when Mary was talking about the tree, right? There's a, there's a tree expansion. Mm-hmm. She really yeah. wants that expansion. Why? I don't know. She really thinks it's cool. And you know what? I'm, I'm down to get it for her because she thinks it's cool, you know? Yeah. But the, the you can't fucking find it. Yeah, exactly. But, like, you can't fucking find it. So I'm checking on like major days like this. I'm like, all right, ho- hopefully I'll get a fucking expansion at retail price. MSRP, please. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, we can keep going, but I think this is a good place to stop. But just like, no, availability is something that's going to be in the back of your mind. Yeah, it's not like, you know, other board games and stuff that you might get where you're like, oh, Target will have something or you know somebody else will carry it now this is very niche very you know not mom and pop operation but like small time operation yes yeah and then just to to expand a little bit more even though i know i said we were done but just to expand a little bit more i do work at a game store um someone did come up to me and they were like do you sell any kingdom death stuff and i'm like (laughs) no one sells kingdom death stuff kingdom death sells kingdom death stuff So yeah, you can't go anywhere else and expect to get this. Like it's it's solely there or aftermarket online sellers. Yeah. And like that's just that's the sad truth of it, but like the more you understand it, the more it's like, okay, you know? And that's why you need the community. <laughs> exactly. And that's why we're gonna talk about the community. Because the community is actually super, super great. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing. Like if I could talk about a community experience to transition even better, when I was talking about that Dung Beetle night, I got it off of somebody off of the KDM trade Reddit. Really? 
Yes, actually. He would he was like, listen, I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna see I'll check eBay and I'll see what the highest price is, you know, and if it's reasonable within the, the price I'm selling it, then you should probably try eBay. But if it's not, I'll give you a more reasonable price on it. So I waited like I don't know, a couple days, maybe like a week even, and I was like, I'm not hearing from this guy. He didn't he, he probably forgot. Mm-hmm. No, I, I got a message from him. He's like, all right, I saw eBay and the highest, like the lowest I could find it is about $200. And he's like, you know, I've had it. It's new in box. It's still sealed. I haven't even played this because, you know, I don't really play the game anymore. If I'm going to be honest with you, I can give it to you for this. It was like, maybe, I think it was the price I paid, like 110 something like that. And I was uh-huh. like, bro, that's the best price I've ever seen this expansion at ever. I will definitely do that. He's like, all right, cool. You know, I played like a flat rate of shipping of like, what, five bucks or something. But like, I still got that expansion for someone who took their time, you know, out of their day to even go check this out for someone who's desperately looking for this. Yeah. Somebody you've never met before, just over the love of the game. Yeah. Over the love of the game on this forum. And he was like, you know, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to struggle to look for these expansions. People are always out here. People are playing way too fucking much, you know, but like, obviously he still wants to make money and I respect that. You know, but the amount of stuff Dumb Beetle Knight gives you and like how much I'm going to use him in my expansion, like in my core games, now that we're adding expansions and the content that he provides Mm -hmm. being like my second favorite monster, he's well worth what I paid, which is what you have to think about. Right. Mm hmm. You know, how much is it worth to be paying for? Still MSRP, people, but, like, if you get into an interaction like this, how much are you willing to pay for? There you go. Yeah, I mean, if you see the opportunity come up, you, you kind of got to take it. <laughs> exactly that. Yeah, exactly that, man. Yeah. And uh, we scavenged together on Board Game Geek for stuff in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot of community-made content for this game. It's extensive. Right. Stuff so, that goes back how many years? Like five years? Yeah, like when when I started playing the game, you know, last year into this year, like the base, you know, settlement sheet and survivor sheets that they give you, they're they're fine. You know, they they work for what you need to do. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with them, but there's so many community-made sheets and, and um, you know, custom things that they've done that just make the quality of life in the game so much better that yeah, I, I, you, you gotta use it. I mean, play with the original sheets for a while, get used to it know where everything is and then if you want in a more in-depth experience you go out and get those community made sheets oh yeah for sure you know because if you're thinking about getting this game there is a lot of bookkeeping to it right yeah and we'll definitely talk more about that in the the learning curve of the game <laughs> yeah learning curve we're going to talk more about gameplay and like how it handles and stuff but you know this is this is definitely a pro to it if you're looking to get to the game because you're not you're not really going to be alone. There's just this huge community that's going to help you. Yes. You know, so if like if you're intimidated by all of this stuff, you know, like I said, we'll talk about the learning curve and kind of like what that does to you 
what you have to expect, but like you have this community that's going to, like you said, give you better quality of life changes. Mm-hmm. Once you feel provided paperwork, you know, that they give me, you know, like this provided gear grid, you know, you get a gear grid because you can get your gear in this game. It's a, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a three by three grid, you know, holds nine gear cards. It's uh, on like nice card stock kind of cardboard, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no way to hold them. You kind of just place it on this board. It, you know, there's no like inlaid edges or anything. It's just standard, right? And mm-hmm. people can get by with that. People have gotten by with that. But there's people who are out there like laser etching, like boards, like wood, like raised <laughs> edges. You know, that's just like nice. That's so cool. <laughs> they have like dials, so you can put in your stats. So you don't have to write them in. You just turn them on the board. You know. Mm-hmm. Like it's so cool. Like these are the things that you're going to have, and you know, like I said, you also have the Reddit form, which I'm on. So I'll talk about a little bit. We see a lot of questions from newbies. We see a lot of questions from even like veteran players. We see people making their own stuff. It's just mm-hmm. there's so many people who are so dedicated to this game. They're so just into it they love the game they're willing to help you and they'll do so willingly definitely like the the community is not something to be intimidated by they're just gonna welcome you and of course man i mean every community even you know especially with a bunch of big games that are coming out you know like like nemesis i mean there's Khan. Khan always has like this big following whatever there's always going to be those people who take it way too far and are just going to be like, are you a fucking idiot or whatever? Like, that's just how. Yeah, that's in every experience. Yeah, exactly. It's in every community. But from what I've experienced, we have less of those that I've seen in any other community. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, at least in like my experience, that's what I've seen. And like, I'm happy to say that, like, that's really good. You know, like I talked to this guy i don't remember his like screen name or anything but like he was super excited for the new edition and this is also when i was talking to you bro mm-hmm. he was so excited for the new edition he had so many questions i was like the first comment and it just became like a thread of us talking uh-huh. back and forth and eventually he just messaged me and he's like yo direct message is probably better then just filling up the comments and I was like for sure and he just asked me questions and you know I got a message from him I think a couple of days ago after he's played a couple of games and uh-huh. he's like hey you asked me to tell you like how my first settlement went and I was like yeah and he's like you know we died pretty much after the Kingsman which we didn't have so many uh people in our settlement uh-huh. it was basically game over I was like, oh that sucks dude and he's like yeah but me and my wife are so excited to start our next settlement. We're already thinking Aww. about names. We're thinking about like what we're gonna theme our settlement around. You know, we even have an idea of like what we're rush building in the beginning to make it easier. Mm-hmm. Dude, I was so happy. Like that's just so cool. And and see now that encourages him to go back onto the Reddit and pass that along. Yes, man. I mean, you know, kindness begets kindness, bro. Mm-hmm. I, like, the community is great. I really look forward to just having more and more people play this game. It's so awesome. 
bro. Like mm-hmm. I, I freaked out to you when we were talking about it. Remember? <laughs> I, yeah, and and that's the other thing too. Um, you know, I lead. You know, in the months getting closer to when I knew it was going to be shipping, like I was asking you a lot of questions about the game, and like I, I still ask you a lot of questions about the game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, bro. I mean, everyone's gonna have questions. I mean, like, I'm, I'm a, I'm not, a, I'm not like a, a veteran. I wouldn't say I'm still quite new to the game, but like, I'm just, I'm deep in the fucking, you know, I'm deep in the dirt, bro. Like, I'm digging, mm-hmm. right? So, like, you know, I know a little bit more about it than most than most new people, I'd say, would. It it has been nice to have a guide through the game. So maybe maybe my experience is more biased with the game since I've had you to help me with it. Yeah, yeah. but like, I'm basically your community, though. It, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, there's that, you know? Like, I still have questions, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. And that comes from the time that I've spent with this game. So I'll yes. talk about that. Yes, the time. <laughs> Both a pro and a con. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a lot of neutral stuff we're talking about, but I feel like talking about the neutral stuff also gets people more involved because then they'll think about it like, oh, I see this as a con. Other people see this as a pro, blah, 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 right? Right. So I guess we can start with how long it, you know, it takes for a game session. <laughs> Oh, you know? bro. And, I mean, <laughs> it it varies so wildly, I think. But I, I think at a minimum, you're looking at about an hour, hour and a half for a session. I will go ahead and agree with you on that because, yeah, that's about right. Like, if you have a good session, it can even go uh, quicker than that. But I think, like, a standard session... Where it's not like too punishing to you and not too forgiving on you. It's kind of like, you know, just like a standard, like, oh, we're kind of struggling here, but we made it through about an hour, mm-hmm. hour and a half. You're correct. <laughs> now, our game last night, which I don't know if we'll talk about later or in a different episode, but our session last night, that was almost three hours, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was about three hours. Yeah. We forgot to usually. We open and talk about what we hunted, but we were so excited to start this first episode for you guys. We didn't didn't get a chance to do that, but we uh we hunted a gorm for the first time. I've never ex- hunted a gorm. You've never hunted a gorm. Nope. But our first year prologue year, uh, no prologue year was uh not as rewarding. We didn't get a lot of bone. We didn't get a lot of we things. We didn't get the innovation we wanted. No, so we had one dude with a bone axe. We had Cartman with a bone axe. And everyone else <laughs> still had founding stone. Yes. So that took a long fucking time. We also drew the trap like four times. Yeah, one of the times like directly on top of the deck. <laughs> yep. Like we shuffled uh, from that previous trap to draw a trap again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a very punishing year. And that took like three hours, and you're right. That's like how long it'll take, you know, if you're going to do this physically, if you're doing this like either by yourself 
with another person, another two people, etc. You're yeah. going to be sitting there rolling dice, feeling kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing, you know, we say the average is like hour, hour and a half, but don't be surprised if it goes, you know, two hours or more. Because, you know, we're just talking about the the fight aspect of it. And, I mean, that has its own things. So you got to go through the hunt phase, all that kind of stuff. Then you have your settlement phase and all the resource management and settlement events and record keeping. But yeah, also something that, you know, takes a while is just setting up the game. <laughs> yeah, setting up the game takes a bit. I mean, see, for me, as we talk and like I explain, some people see it as a pro con, whatever. I don't see setup time as a con. As much I don't anymore. either. I I like it. Yeah, it's, I like it's it. Calming. Too. It's yeah. I, yeah. I and I think that comes from the game box being a little more organized now, getting some aftermarket things to yeah. help organize it more, which we can talk later in you know the hobby section or something. Yeah, we'll talk about it in the hobby section, but yeah, for sure, right? And also just from us doing it so much, you just know exactly where you place your board. You know how you want things on your table for easy access. Mm-hmm. You kind of understand, like you have a map laid out on your table of what your Kingdom Death board is gonna look like. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just in your head already. You're like, okay, main board's here, sideboard's here. Here's the fucking like, you know, that little insert section with like the fighting mm-hmm. arts disorders. All the drawn cards go right there, and it's easily accessible for everybody. Just bam, right there, right there. My minis, boom. My book, boom. Just like that. But definitely first time, second time, when you're opening this box, it's intimidating. There's so many components. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like other board games where you're like, oh, I have to take every single thing out and set everything up. Like, you're not going to be using a lot of the things in the box at the same time. You're you're pulling out certain things. Yep. And in fact, you know, as we talk about time, you know, you're going to spend a lot of time in this game. Half the shit that is like in the book or like a fighting art even, or like even a fucking hunt event, right? You're probably not going to see until like your hundredth hour of playing this game. You know, your like 22nd settlement. You're going to be like, I've never seen this hunt event before. And you've played so much. Like, there's just so much content, so much time you got to invest in it, and you're not even going to see half of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Because you're going you're gonna to roll a hunt event, and it's going to be like, I've never seen this shit before. <laughs> and, and speaking of the book, you know, a, a good portion of your time is going to be spent flipping back and forth and back and forth and back and forth throughout the whole book, you know, looking at different events, um reading results uh rolling on table you know what what have you but yeah uh invest in some bookmarks because i need to do that too (laughs) yeah definitely like you know i mean another thing if we're going to talk about time i know we wanted to um i know i kind of wanted to talk about it like in learning curve um but like i want to talk about that yeah i want to talk about time too as well as learning curve 
because um the book itself is both simple and complicated at the mm-hmm. exact same fucking time because like i feel a lot of the stuff is well laid out and is really good especially in the beginning for the prologue section where it teaches you like what you need to do these are the miniatures you're gonna need all that stuff i feel like it's really well laid out right uh, the hunt events are pretty good i also feel like story events are well placed but yeah. a lot of the other stuff is like when you're going back and forth for rules and it's like okay i forgot what collision does or what does that even entail mm-hmm. and if you're not the type of person like me where i'm gonna go to the table of contents first right <laughs> i'm just gonna go start flipping you know you're not gonna know what fucking page number it is because a good sec- section in the beginning is just teaching you how to play what facing is what field of view means and stuff like that uh-huh collision and stuff doesn't come until like a few pages in and it's kind of like a second paragraph down from something else yeah it's very hidden yeah it's like you don't you don't know right mm-hmm and like I said, how we're going to go from learning curve to time is because that can be time consuming. Right. You know, you're and sitting at you, a table with your you friends. You can do things to reduce that time, though. Going, uh, touching back on community, they have those sheets that you can download that give you those quick and easy, you know, rules that you might forget. Like, oh, what does collision do? Oh, when do I exactly. know I'm knocked back here? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, which is good. This is why I hope people look into the community, because if you didn't know that that existed, you're spending so much time flipping back and forth. Whereas both you and I, I believe, have just printed out sheets with like the severe injury table. We never I never open the book for that now. I just have a sheet just readily available to me that I just pull out. Yeah, I mean, you you can almost get to the point where all you need the book for is the hunt events for like a showdown sometimes yeah, sometimes yeah so i mean there it is right like there you go <laughs> like that's what you need to book for but when you start learning the game mm-hmm. here's where a lot of the book stuff is gonna you know come into play right yes how was your experience learning this game in the beginning let's go through our experiences um since we mary and i kind of go back and forth on how consistent we are playing i believe we're going to play tonight hopefully um Uh you you and dad and isis are pretty consistent now considering you know you guys are you guys stay home together and you guys you know have like this dedicated like we're playing today which is great i fucking love it wish i was with you guys because that'd be cool but you probably have more of an idea of like a better idea of like how your first time went versus me. Oh, how our first time learning went. it. Yeah. Like with Um I mean you did I have you on video for that first time that we played or was it the second time that we played? First time. Yeah, but were you were you on video that first time? Were you watching us? I was watching the very first time. I think I was watching maybe like the second fight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there were... 
there were a lot of things that we did wrong with that first fight, honestly. Like, I knew I knew the part of like, oh, you know, the white lion gets uh, a custom prologue deck and he puts claw on top. I didn't know you also had to put strange hand on the top of the hit location deck. And uh-huh. you know, there was some strategy to that or uh yeah, not to get not to get into spoilers, but you know, there's strategies with that. Um so there, you know, there were there were definitely some mistakes that we made. We we had a lot of deaths that first time, and you know, it can kind of it can kind of be a little bit awkward. You know, the first time if you're playing with a group and it's also your first time, and you know, maybe it's not close people you're playing with. Maybe it's like, you know, like friends of friends, whatever. But not knowing the rules yourself and then you know someone makes a role and they're like okay what happens and you're like um i don't know let me go check <laughs> and yeah. you know flipping through the book back and forth and you know just kind of waiting there for a while like okay well you know let's get the game going you know it, there can be a lot of start and stop uh i'd say at least the first few times that you play the game just so you get more comfortable with it yeah um but I, I wouldn't let that, you know, discourage anyone. Because it, it, once you understand the game more, it, it, it becomes easier. It's yeah. just pushing initial first few games, I'd say. Yeah. And, and don't be afraid to restart if you want to. If you're like, oh, yeah, we, we made all these rule errors, you know, with, we want to keep more consistent with the rules, we'll start over. I mean, that, that's what we did. Yeah. Yeah, and it worked out good. So yeah, no, that's that's perfect, man. I, I'm glad you shared that because that's that's exactly what happens, you know. Mm-hmm. For us, I mean, I don't remember the first time we ever fought. If I'm gonna be real honest, it was so many lantern years ago. But I do remember there's like the thing that Mary got confused with, and I did very first time. But you know, I picked up a little bit faster just because I am a gamer myself. Is when you separate like, um speed accuracy and strength on a gear card Mm -hmm. you know and then not knowing what that means getting speed mixed up with movement oh as well you know because when you talk about speed you're like oh yeah i can move this many spaces and you're like no 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 i'm talking about your weapon yeah exactly it's like i'm talking about move movement is when you move speed is like the weapon you know and then breaking that down it's like okay so I have three. What does three mean? You roll three dice. All right, cool. So what's six plus? And it's like, oh, well, that's, you know, that you hit on six or higher. Yeah. And and that's the thing, too, about, you know, the numbers in the game, the the speed, the accuracy, the strength. You, I mean, you could have a, a scrap piece of paper if you want to, but if you're trying to do things faster, being good at some mental math is kind of key i think for this game yeah and being able to remember a lot of different values out there like you know oh i have this much strength on me but i have to remember that another survivor in our party has a disorder that gives you know, someone a strength, or oh, this person has red fist, so people get an extra strength token. Exactly. And then, 
exactly there there's so many values that you have to remember and you're you're not always going to get it right you may remember two or three turns later like oh shoot i forgot i have this thing that boosts my speed plus one oh man it's like well (laughs) yeah yeah, the game like, punishes uh, you if yeah, you don't remember. Exactly. It's a very punishing game. Like it, it lulls you into a false sense of security a lot of the time. It's like you're doing so well in a hunt, and then you're two cards, you're two cards down. You know, you only need two more hits, and he, you know, it's it's fucking you hard. You can't hit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that, this game is punishing. So if you have to go back, it's not gonna like that. <laughs> exactly. It's really not, but. You know, that shouldn't be, it's not, we're not saying this to be intimidating. We're more saying to get you ready for it because once you get it down, like you said before, it's, it's so smooth, you know, like we automatically know what to do. We know how showdowns are set up. We know what that page looks like and how to follow it as it's broken down for every different showdown. Mm-hmm. We know that, you know, a lot of monsters are very uh, different. They have special things that happen. They have special cards that come into play. We we just know where to put those. We know what happens. And a lot of times, yeah, we remember. Like, I know that level two antelope, it has diabolical. I know he's going to keep moving either to the side, to the sides, sorry, or front yeah. or behind him, depending on survivors. Like, I just know that. And that's that's another thing with, like, learning the game is i would say if if you're the one buying the game and you're the one setting it up for sessions and everything just be prepared for everyone to ask you what the hell is going on and what they need to roll you cannot expect anyone else to you know know the game as good as you and know every single thing that they have to roll you know, unless you're playing with a super geeky group that's already played this game a ton, don't expect anyone else to know what to do and how to roll. Exactly. And I I highly agree with that because that is us, basically, right, Evan? Like, we are those guys. Yeah. No, I mean, we're in Lantern Year 17 right now. And... Like, dad, Dad's getting better at, like, knowing his roles. Like, he's doing a little bit more of the math. Um, but once in a while, I'm like, oh, well, don't forget this. And, like, oh, we have this over here. You know, just kind of reminding, you know, certain things. Uh, that's just how it's going to be for a while, especially, like you said. If you're getting this and you're going to introduce some of your friends into it, you know, you're going to want to let them know some things. But you're definitely going to be the guy who's going to answer their question? Like you have to be prepared to be the dude who's going to be like, "All right, I just rolled this. What the fuck does it mean?" Yep. Like, what does this mean? Oh. Just be prepared for that. Some people really like that though. Like I kind of like that. I kind of like really being the dude that that you guys like people will come to because I like helping people. Yep. You know, and then like you'll come to this epi- uh, epiphany after I've talked to you about it and you'll be like, "Oh," and then you'll start to understand more. And I don't know, that's just fulfilling. I'm just like, damn, yeah, like, you just figured that shit out now. Like, yeah, like, I think one of the things just recently was actually understanding more specifically what Cumbersome does. I I was under the impression that, like, as long as you didn't use your full movement, you could use part of your movement to also activate your bow. Like, just some of those things aren't 
worded super well. Yeah. In the game. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's okay. Because you can always uh, check online, stuff like that. There's people who play online as well. So, you know, like I would say, as part of the learning curve, if you're not someone who's going to read or want to read a rule book, you shouldn't write it off yet because there's a lot of stuff on YouTube that's dedicated to KDM. There's a lot of good playthroughs. Um, mm-hmm. On Tabletop, Beasts of War was the first one I watched. And then I watched uh, Hit Points Gaming, which is like a married couple. And they played like a whole campaign of KDM mm-hmm. all the way to Goldsmoke, I think. You know, oh, I didn't watch a whole lot. I, I didn't watch a whole lot because I didn't want to get too spoiled. But they're quite enjoyable. They break down rules and stuff too. Of course, there's Quackalope. He makes a lot of good stuff. Yep. You know, so if you're not someone who's going to want to read, like I said, don't write it off. You have video resources. There's, like I said, part of the community, really. <laughs> so yeah. you, you have that available to you. So you shouldn't be too scared of it. But like, that is what's going to be there. That's something that comes with this game. You have to be aware of that. Mm hmm. And another thing. Well said. Yeah. And another thing that comes with this game is the hobby side of it. Because if we're talking oh, about yes. the box, when you open the box, you're going to see a, a tiny little black box inside your big black box. <laughs> and it's going to say miniatures or miniature oh, assembly. Okay. And underneath that, build.kingdomdeath.com. I, I feel like, for me, this is more of a pro than a con, but I can understand for a lot of people, it might be a con. <laughs> yeah, it might be, you know. That's why that's why I like the neutral topics. It gets a lot of people thinking. Me personally, I've always loved the hobby side of it, and I think that's where a lot of the dedication comes from, and a lot of the time you're going to spend. For people who yeah. don't know, right? Evan and I have played D and D before. I've shown him D and D figures. Mm-hmm. Those come pre-built, and like some of them even come primed. You can paint them. You don't have to paint them. Blah blah blah. This is a sprue-based miniature assembly game. What does that mean? Well, they're going to come on these little plastic-like frames. They're going to be in pieces. They're going to be numbered. And you're not going to have instruction sheet in front of you. You're going to have to go to build.kingdomdeath.com or vibrantlantern.com. And you're going to type in, say, the white lion and four starting survivors. And you're going to snip them off that sprue. You're going to get some glue. You're going to put them together. Yep. <laughs> That's what you're going to have to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have, you know, as far as hobby, you know, and I guess time, you know, when you first unbox this thing, you know, you have to go through, unwrap all your cards, everything like that. That takes a while in itself. But then, before you can even play the game, you gotta build all your characters that you're gonna be using. <laughs> and yeah. you will have to keep building throughout your entire campaign. Like You will. No- yeah. Nothing comes built. So if you wanna fight something, great. Go build it. <laughs> exactly. And if you're not ready for that, again, you shouldn't write it off because you could always use proxies. But I encourage you to try. It's so fun. It's yeah, actually it's so much more rewarding. immersive yeah. if you have the actual model. I couldn't imagine just using it like a round base and a sticker for the front of the monster. No, yeah, yeah no. Some people can do it. Others can't. 
definitely you and I can't. Others could. But like I said, I'd still encourage you to try. It's so cool because you don't even have to build every. All right, we're back. Technical issues. So you were talking about where to get paint from? Yes, I was talking about uh, where to get paint from. I was talking about uh, uh, paints that you could use, right? Because, like I said, if you've done Warhammer, this is something that's nothing. Nothing's going to be new to you here. But if you're completely new to it, which is, I expect a lot of people to be, if I'm going to be honest here, right? Um, you can just get a basic paint set. Like I said, it's going to give you like the primary colors. It's going to give you maybe even like a starter brush. And it's going to give you, like, some flesh tones. Like, that's all you need. You don't need a bunch of paints. Like, if you want to get deep, deep, deep into this hobby and you find you find yourself really enjoying painting, you have so much to paint in this game. Yeah. You have so many products and just... You have like, so much, dude. It's insane. <laughs> oh! I, I've thought about like doing my own painting but two things one i know you paint <laughs> and you know it, the the set would be more sentimental if i knew that you had painted uh and two you, you only kind of get one shot with these you know yeah like if if you kind of fuck it up you know like I mess up on the phoenix or something i it'd be really hard to just get a phoenix model <laughs> yeah honestly it would be really hard to just get a phoenix model you're correct so i i'd rather have it done well like the first time and not try and do it on my own with no idea the color scheme going into it so yeah and i and i, I feel like a lot of people have that same sentiment of like they're gonna be scared uh, well, not scared, but like you rather have it be done well than try and practice and learn on something that is like your holy grail, right? Exactly. Like you would want this to look good because of how much like you've put into it, and I understand that. Um, mm. but if they don't have, if you're willing to do it, you don't really have that mindset, you know. I mean, like the starting survivors are great to go with, or you can build, um, uh, the unarmored survivors, uh, the unarmored survivor kit which gives you like four survivors that are like pretty much naked and afraid. Like I said before, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you can practice on those because you know, they're not, while the sculpts are really good, they still look awesome. They're not going to look as good as the dynamically posed ones because these are kind of like Barbie doll miniatures in the sense of like, they're meant to be swapped out and interchanged with other stuff. You know, because in this game, you can represent your survivor fully. So if mm. in the beginning, I just have a dude with like a bone sword and a rawhide vest, I could I could do that. I could just make him have one rawhide vest, a bone sword, like a lantern in the other hand, and then use the unarmored feet from the kit. Mm. And there's my survivor. That's, you know, that's fucking Ted, bro, from the first fight. <laughs> You know, <laughs> like he represents exactly what I'm wearing, which is something you can do. Mm -hmm. So they're going to look good. I still think they look really well. A lot of people probably won't agree with me there. 
because of the interchangeability, right? But, you know, yeah, you do have some dynamically posed ones, which are the ones like the starting survivors. There's the intimacy couple. There's old Joel. There's young Rachel. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are definitely the ones where I feel that. Like, I want to make those look really, really good. But if I was practicing, definitely probably do it on the interchange- interchangeable ones, you know? Definitely. There's not as much harm done there. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's fine. And then, like I said, with this hobby and the community, bro, you're going to find someone who's going to paint. You're probably going to find someone in your friend group you didn't know paint. Who's going to paint it for you? Like, you're going to be okay. You can even paint it just like, there's, there's a tutorial for a simple stone effect online. Where you can paint these to look like they're made of stone, like statues. Hmm. So kind of like, I don't remember what the movie was called, but you know, like where it's like Zeus or something and he's in his Colosseum and he makes these people out of clay and then they come to life in the real world mm-hmm. of like Olympus. It's kind of like that where you're like, you have these little people that you're just making out of stone and then they're like fighting each other and trying to survive while you're just the god. <laughs> that would be cool to do. Yeah, so... There's also that. I mean, and then yeah, I I think along with hobby too, like there's definitely yeah you know, the hobby stuff that's inside the box, but there's you know I think along with hobby that includes other things that you would buy for the game. Yep. So, yep. Um, definitely one of the things that I really recommend and you recommended to me early on were coin sleeves for your gear cards. Yep. Um, highly, highly recommend recommend that. Not only to keep your cards safe, uh, not only to keep them organized, uh, but also, you know, cutting them into a, a three by three grid and then laying that over your gear sheet so that you can save your place in the game each time when you clean up. Like you're not having to you'll archive what all your uh, gear was and then at the beginning at the beginning of the next session like oh who had this weapon okay it was this person okay who had this you know it yeah that's the other time a lot of the things that you can cut down with setup are things that you buy for the game um uh, just like with uh foam inserts for your um for your cards makes it a lot easier to just pull one out you know you know if you pull out this certain one it's going to have your antelope your white lion uh pull out another one it's going to have your hunt resources uh hunt events all that kind of stuff and it just makes that up so much easier so you know with this being a hobby you know buying kind of non-conventional things to make the game easier is something i highly recommend even getting um, some uh, like clipboards uh, for your survivor sheets makes erasing a lot easier. You know, saves you a lot of time. Makes writing a lot easier. Just little things that you can do to make the game a lot easier. Yeah, yourself. yeah, and a lot of these are pretty cheap too. Because um, I don't know how much you got your coin sleeves for. Right. Um. But um, the ones I got, at least the ones that I was recommended off of Amazon, it gave me enough sheets for not only core game, but also expansions. 
and I paid like six bucks for it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I paid more. I went to freaking Hobby Lobby. I didn't want to go there, but <laughs> I went to Hobby Lobby and I think they were like five or six bucks for a pack of them. And I think I got four packs. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, so it was like 20 something bucks and that holds all the cards from the base game um manhunter and enough for me to make for um uh, uh gear grid um little holder things that's i mean yeah that's that's unfortunate that, you, that that's what they did to you because like i said i got mine i had like still maybe like three sheets left after doing everything <laughs> i i could have gotten it through amazon i was just super impatient and just wanted to organize and put them in <laughs> i told you i'm totally okay with that though because like i you know at least you're supporting like an actual store you know yeah <laughs> uh, sad it wasn't like because not a lot of friendly like local game stores i think would carry coin sleeves but like at least it was like a hobby store no st- it's a super niche item yeah so still like a little expensive but hey you supported a local hobby store so there's that mm-hmm and I mean, th- yeah, those those are the things you're gonna need uh, for that. Um, you t- you covered it very well. I don't have much to say except maybe like, uh, you know, uh, that all comes into, you know, wrapping all the ideas up together is the final cost of the game. Yup, yup, and like what you're gonna get from the game. Mm-hmm. in itself what gameplay is like all that stuff save that for last because the cost is drumroll please four hundred and twenty dollars as of 1.6 i mean good number yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking good number that's a good number <laughs> so um just because you know, we were recording on another program, recording on a new one now. Not that any of you needed to know that, but I'm telling you anyway because I like to talk. Um, to, for the sake of it maybe being my fault, I'm going to go ahead and check on my phone real quick. Exactly what comes in this game, so we can tell you. Uh, we told you in the beginning, it's about 20 pounds of game. Right. So let me tell you exactly what you're getting, right? You're getting 235-page hardcover rulebook. So the rule book is hardcover. I don't think we t- talked about that, but like when I yeah, looked at it, amazing. yeah, when I looked at it, I told you, I was like, this is something you could put like on your coffee table. Oh yeah. It, it's a beautiful book. Yeah. Beautiful. Really well done. There are 17 plastic sprues of miniatures. So, I mean, these sprues are stacked though. So don't let that fool you. Like there's so much shit on a sprue. Yeah. Like, 17 doesn't it might not sound like a lot but it is a lot <laughs> it's a lot there's 1000 plus mat game cards 400 wow. plus unique pieces of art and 86 full page illustrations yep we'll talk about the systems in a bit but we have uh the white lion miniature right he comes with mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff like every monster does he has 26 AI cards, which are going to be standard American game cards. Uh, hit location cards, 23. 
19 resource cards, and 8 specific hunt event cards. Mm-hmm. Screaming Antelopes the same way. We're going to go d- down the line. AI, hit location, <laughs> resource, and then hunt events. So let's do this quickly. 31, 22, 16, and then 9. Butcher, 31, 15. He's a nemesis monster. He's a little different. We'll talk about that once we get to talking about the Butcher because holy shit. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix, 32, 22, 24, 9. Kingsman, 31, 21. This is a Hondo, 24, 17. Shout outs if you got that reference, by the way. Yeah. 28, 25 on the Watcher. And then Gold Smoke Knight, 22 and 19. Yep. And that's not even all the cards because we also have everything else so oh here we go there's the page i was looking for if we're talking every card together that's including fighting arts disorders basic hunt events basic resources stuff like that you get 696 game cards you that's a lot yeah you get Gear cards, which are, I forgot how big they are. I think they're like two by two. They're like really small little cards, but uh, represents all the gear and stuff you're going to get, right? 369 mm-hmm. gear cards. Yeah. Let's not forget about tokens. Tokens are a big part of this game, too. A lot of your terrain is going to be tokens, and a lot of the modifiers you're going to get, tokens as well. You get 158 tokens. Yeah. <laughs> you're also going to have your dice. You're going to get six lantern dice with four hit location die. And then you're going to get one special red die that is used later in the game. But you can obviously just use it to roll in the early game. No one really gives a shit. Yeah. 13 settlement location cards. They're going to be a little bit bigger than tarot cards. I'd, I'd say maybe a few more inches. They're also made of like a cardstock as well. They're kind of like almost cardboard um i'd say uh but they're very thick and very very nice you're also getting settlement event cards you're getting 20 of those you also have your game panels and record sheets and we're talking about a nice pullout board that's made of cardboard now that is going to tell you what you're going to do for your settlement phase and then you turn it over it tells you what you're going to do for your hunt phase your Mm -hmm. survivor sheets which honestly comes with a lot but if you die a lot you're gonna run through hardcore so just prepare to either photocopy them if you like the way they are or look for different assets from the community online settlement sheets and then your four gear grids along with the monster ai like uh dashboard i'd call it would you call it like a dashboard like a hud yeah i'd say so yeah you're going to get an organizer in the box, which a lot of people actually like. It's okay. Definitely look to upgrade it, though. Like we yes. said, foam <laughs> insert is probably the way to go. Or if you can get I, something. I, I knew by the third session, it, no, yeah. <laughs> you need to upgrade it. Yeah. And then if you want something more, obviously you're going to get, um, like, there's wooden inserts, too. But uh, yeah. the foam one we have, I highly recommend. It's so nice. And then your game board. It's going to be two feet by three. It is a big fucking board. And this is everything that comes in your fucking game, bro. Yeah, and and 
you know, that's, you know, kind of the physical aspect of the cost of the game. But you also gotta consider, like, the value you're getting from playing this. Not only, I mean, you can play it solo if you wanted to. I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it that way. I think it's meant to be enjoyed with a whole group of people, but you know, playing it with a group of people and all being on the same team, you know, not having to go against each other and, you know, there's one person being a winner, you know, I think there's a lot of value in that, you know, playing with people, you know, having a drink, and I, I think it's a valuable, valuable experience. And, I mean, I don't know how much you would estimate the time to be... Uh, to beat the entire campaign, but it's probably like a hundred something hours to beat the campaign, right? Uh, yeah, I mean to beat like the campaign itself. Uh, let, let's say perfectly, you're playing every day and you're doing at least a session every day. There's how many years until Gold Smoke? It's like thirty something. I think he's yeah, you're thirty, but the timeline goes up to thirty six if you wanted to max out your settlement. Yeah, so that's basically it. let's say let's say we're talking an hour of gameplay session, right? Like we're really minimizing it for you here, but just to give you an idea of like the minimum of an hour, that's thirty six hours every day like i'm just playing Which every day I, I doubt you could get to an hour yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. that's why i said we're, we're kind of lowballing it here if we're going like two hours that's two times 30 if you're doing 36 72 hours 72 hours i think right yeah yeah so yeah, yeah it's a lot man and then like obviously sometimes you're not even going to make it to the end you're just going to restart a settlement it's going to be a new s settlement yeah so and that's the thing you got to be okay with losing yeah, you do. And I think that's where the cost comes in. It's like, do you see yourself seeing this worth it? I mean, there's tons of hours of of content, right? Just in the base game alone. You don't need expansions, right? This yeah, is like, are, are you a person that wants to buy a game to... I mean, obviously, everyone wants to win a game that they buy, but... Is it like a game like Clue where you want that victory in a short amount of time and for it to be done? Or are you willing to invest a lot of time into one thing over a span of a long time? Exactly, you know, and like King Death is, is it's, it's broken up into three phases too, you know? So you're starting a settlement, you know, it's a settlement like, boss builder a uh, boss battler type game you know you're caring for a lot of people in your settlement you're growing this community so you have mm -hmm. the start of every year is the settlement phase where you're just stuff happens you get events that happen that'll either fuck you up or it's gonna help you immensely you're gonna take four of your people and they're gonna go be like all right we need resources for better gear and we need to invent some shit let's go hunt a monster you decide, mm -hmm. fuck it. We're taking these four people. We're going to go hunt like a lion or something. Mm -hmm. Go to the hunt phase. You put on another board and you go down a track with a hunt events that are either going to do the same thing. They're going to fuck you up or they're going to make it easier. <laughs> and these are just the basic ones. Every monster comes with its own specific hunt events that are flavored to the monster, 
right? This is where a lot of the storytelling mm-hmm. also happens. Like, if you play D&D, this is going to be up your alley for sure because it's it's organic storytelling. There's not a whole lot of role play aspect to it. You don't need a mm-hmm. DM. Uh, these monsters operate on an AI system. They get a deck. You build it a certain way, shuffle it up, and you turn over the cards. It tells you exactly how it's going to act and react. Mm-hmm. It it's a lot of stuff can happen from this, and I'll give you an example from our campaign, and then I want Evan to give you an example from his <laughs> because he's got some good ones, right? Yeah. But you go through this hunt event, you hit the monster, all right, you take this board off, you take off your big board, you set up terrain, you set up your survivors where they need to go, and you take your monster, you put them there, you fight them. Now, in a perfect scenario, everyone lives, they're beaten and battered, they're alive. You grab your resources, mm-hmm. you skin this thing. You know, if you ever played Monster Hunter, this should seem pretty familiar. You pick a monster, you hunt it, you're like, that armor looks sexy. I want to build it. Oh, fuck. I didn't get the resource I wanted. Go back out again. Yep. Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. That's what you're going to do. That's three phases to this game. That's exactly what you do. At the bare minimum, that's what's, that's what's happening, right? Yeah. Hopefully you knew that and you're just listening to this for our opinions of whether or not you should get it. But if you didn't know, that's what this game is about. There you go. Why am I talking about it at the end? Because that goes into cost. Like, for me, all these phases that add up to this just telling this tale of these people who are just come into a world of overpressing darkness and are forced to go out and just survive is so beautiful to me and yeah, it, it made it very worth touching it. yeah I mean, it's a dark story but it's touching yeah exactly and it made it worth it because there's you know i don't just set this up we fight a monster that's it and then tomorrow we decide okay we're in a hundred another monster no no there's decision making that you're gonna do with a lot of people you know like for us when we run our campaign we were thinking like okay what's our death principle gonna be what's our life principle gonna be we got these items from the Gorm. The fuck are we going to build? We need more weapons. But, like, what are we going to build out of this shit? Mm-hmm. You know? And then who are we going to take out now? Like, do we take out more of our our experienced people? Or do we take the new guys out? Because we don't know exactly what the fuck we're going to hunt. Like, we don't know what this thing does. And we struggled last time. I don't want to lose any more experienced people. Maybe take out uh, some new guys. But then you risk not leveling up your experienced people to get better at weapons. There's so much management that goes on exactly. in the game. Exactly. Yeah. But if you like that, if that's something that you're going to enjoy, you're going to sit there in the settlement phase, you're going to take out your pieces of paper, you're going to lay out all your resources in front of you, and you're just going to sit there and discuss with somebody for your little your little plastic men what they're going to wear. <laughs> yeah and and that's the thing too you can you can really you know get your money's worth out of the game if you really kind of invest not not money but just like invest emotionally into the characters you have like yeah from yeah our campaign um we have a whole whiteboard and we have our original you know survivors that we had and then we have all these like 
family trees drawn out of like, okay, these two people had a baby. So now it goes down to here. These are their children. And then we, you know, we mark out like, okay, these people have the weapon proficiency. So we can, you know, meet these two people together and pass down this weapon proficiency. There's, there's so much more that you can do that's not even written in the book uh, that just adds more and more value to the game and more enjoyment. Oh, yeah, yeah. bro. Hell yeah. yeah. I think that's like mm-hmm. another thing to talk about would be depth. You know, mm-hmm. if we're going to talk about cost, the depth of this game alone, at least to me, was what made it worth every single dollar I spent. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just so yeah. much you can do. Yeah. And, like, you know, bringing it to new people to play eventually. Like, even if you've played the game, you know, through, you know, 20 times, you know, you can bring it to someone new who's never played it and see that initial reaction and still get the same joy out of the game. Yeah. It might be through, you know, torturing them in the game, but, you know. <laughs> exactly. It might be like, you just got grabbed, bitch. What's going to happen? Yep. But even even then, like, I still feel myself feeling some kind of the initial, like, beginning year joy, even after the fact. Mm-hmm. Just because there's so much stuff that, like I said before, like, you're not going to experience everything at once. There's still so much shit that you're just not gonna see so like anytime something new pops up it's like a whole new joy for me it's like oh, fuck this game just keeps throwing stuff at me like i didn't know this existed well yeah and it caters to a lot of different play styles as well like when i first started you know i was like i'm gonna be a range person that's all i really want to play as all this kind of stuff but more recently I've really enjoyed being a tank, having a shield and a sword, and just like getting up them in there, protecting my teammates and trying to draw the aggro. Exactly, and it's just it's so organic how it happens. None of it is like predetermined or pre-written. It just happens. Mm-hmm. Like that's just what is going on. Like now you can tell this story of like. You know, I'm sure it's not the original character, but if we were going to say the original character, he started out being this timid person who wanted to stay back away from the monsters, but grew Mm -hmm. to love his settlement so much that he became a frontline person just to protect his family. Like, you know? Yeah, you create the stories for your survivors. Exactly. Like, it just, it's organic. Because, like, that just happened, and you could just say what I just said. Like, you didn't have to say that prior to anything. You could just look at, like, how they've evolved, you know? Like, for us, it's, like, Medusa, right? Mm -hmm. In Mary and I's campaign, Mary being my girlfriend. We fucking, we started with uh, a a kind of god theme for our campaign. So we were just going to name them all gods from all different regions of time and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got Medusa. She's not really a god, but she's prominent enough. She was like maybe I think second generation of like lineage, maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, she, we didn't take her out a whole lot, and when we did, she proved to be a really good leader. You know, like she got the leader fighting art first off, which lets you encourage someone to get an extra speed. You know, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, but that went to her head and eventually she especially with us being cannibals that kind of went to her head and she started you know she wanted to eat more and more so she started eating bone 
You know, she got marrow hunger. She would eat bones straight out of people's bodies. And because of this, she was driven to murder. And she killed somebody. Yep. But that didn't really phase anyone. They were like, we're just getting weak blood out of our settlement. Good job, Medusa. (laughs) There you go. You know, and then eventually we had Loki, who was our savior. He came down and was like, I'm going to help you fuckers. And he did. During a hunt event, we lost all our armor. And Loki was like, fuck it. I'm going to fucking do my thing. He reached into the dream, pulled out a crown, and everyone got armor equal to his green affinities. So everyone got like four armor. Everywhere. That's so cool. That's so cool. Right? But Medusa saw him as a threat, and she ended up killing him. That phase. That next phase. While people were sad, we still revered her as our leader. And she continues to prove to be our leader. She did the most damage in our last fight. You gotta respect damage. Exactly. And like... I mean, none of this up. (laughs) for, For our game, like, you know, for maybe people who are unaware, there's an item in the game called the Twilight Sword. And... Long story short, you know, once it's put on a person, it can't be taken off of them. They they always have to have it in their gear grid until they either master the weapon or they die. Yeah. And when you master the weapon, you can pass it down to someone. Um, well, for, for my girlfriend's character, uh, she got the Twilight Sword on, you know, her very first Survivor and was like well i mean yeah i'm not gonna put another weapon on here and use that and then use the twilight sword like i'm just gonna use the twilight sword and she mastered it passed it down to another female survivor they mastered it passed it down to a third female survivor our last game session that one just mastered it so now the twilight sword has gone on to a fourth female survivor and we've kind of created this story of this whole like line of strong female warriors that have passed down this family sword and you know we're trying to beat the game with this family line (laughs) that's so fucking cool yeah (laughs) and you didn't even come up with any of that shit that just naturally happened you just decided like i'm just gonna make them all female that's the only thing you decided in that situation was like they're just all gonna be female yeah (laughs) whether they survived or not is completely rng i mean there is some strategy to it but a lot of it is dice rolling so like the fact that they survived it just goes more to the story (laughs) like exactly there's so much to it and i think that for me all of this is what makes kingdom death worth it kingdom death monster is worth it for all of these reasons even the ones that we were kind of iffy about right like that's just you can't have something just be perfect everything has to have a flaw or flaws at some point it just makes me love it more bro like you you have to work to enjoy the game but the work doesn't even seem like work it's just kind of extra things around the game that you do exactly that's literally it you know like we talked about hobby and all that like that's just extra work for the game you know sometimes i'll i'll be like this piece is so fucking small i hate this why do i even build these motherfuckers and then i put them on the board i'm like oh this is why i built these motherfuckers (laughs) they look so cool right now like look at this new survivor 
fighting this fucking big bird with a human face in its beak. Right. Like, it's it's so cool, you know? Or, like, I'll be on the forums. I'll be like, why am I searching forums and just downloading mm-hmm. character sheets right now? Yeah. But it, I mean, like it's you said, I beautiful. think everything, everything together it is worth the game. Like, if you're... If you're mainly iffy about the complexity of the game or the miniatures or even the theme, I'd say just just wait. I I mean, yeah, you know, it, it's available. I mean, right now as of the recording of this, but yeah, you know, it may not be whenever this is listened to. And in that case, I'd say just wait watch some playthroughs on youtube yeah. or uh or do what malik and i have been doing and play it through the uh tts uh, tabletop simulator on steam yep and, and i think that's a really good way to get into the game it not is. that i would, would have done that first but i totally would have done that <laughs> to <laughs> you know fill, fill the time before getting the physical copy yeah yeah like, no there's um yeah yeah. It's it's very split on the TTS because it's not like official or whatever. So a lot of people yeah. are split on it on whether it's morally right to do so or whatever. But from my standpoint and yours, as you've just said it, me, I say go for it. Like if you're highly thinking about at least buying the game, you're going to support them anyway, right? Try it out. Like it's no use of you sitting there wondering if you're going to like it and going, okay, yeah, I think I will like it. And not being definite, mm-hmm. getting the game, and then playing it, and you're like, this wasn't for me. And then now you're struggling to at least sell it for MSRP on eBay, and you get your money back. Yeah. That's like, not I worth mean, it. <laughs> you know, yeah, you can play it on TTS and you know, try it out, but you know, you're not going to get that experience of physically sitting around with a group of friends or even displaying some of your more like nice models, you know. Yeah. Like, or, exactly. And and the box itself is really cool to display too. It's a nice box. <laughs> it is a nice box, yeah. right? Yeah. That's why I say like if you want to try it, I'd say try the TTS because it's a good way. Like I said, you're not going to waste your money and you're going to you're going to see for sure if you're going to like the game. And it's also going to go a lot smoother. A lot of the stuff I find clunky on TTS is like just moving around and trying to get everything prepared sometimes, you know. Yeah. And like I said, and not like I said, but like you said, and I will say right now, nothing beats a physical copy of this game. Sitting down with people yes. and playing it, especially with people you love. Like if they enjoy it just as much as you do and you have just as much fun, it, it's great when you pull out the board and see all the stone faces like, staring back at you and then yes. you have these like physical models that are just looking at you like and then if you get them painted oh boy like it, it's gonna be so good and you know community content back again at this 3d printed terrain bro you there's nothing that beats this oh that'd be so cool there's nothing that beats that and that's what i would suggest right like I wouldn't say just play TTS and completely bypass supporting yeah. them, right? Like, I would still say support them. Like, 
we've talked a lot about a lot of negatives towards them or whatever. I still think they're worth supporting, right? As of right Absolutely. now, this recording, support them. It's just if you have a strong feeling that you're going to like it, but there's a little bit of doubt, try it out on TTS first because it's going to save you money. Because if you don't like it, you're not going to spend that 400 That could be used for something else, right? Like that's like maybe half of somebody's rent or something. Yeah, and the thing also with the physical is if you're spending that 400 don't expect to play it in a week. <laughs> exactly. It could be a while before you actually get it. Yeah, exactly. I, I was lucky enough to see on Reddit that someone ordered it on Tuesday and it got to them on Friday. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was lucky, but like you might not be that lucky. You might order it Tuesday yeah. and get it fucking two weeks next Friday. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, that's that, right? But like I guess like to kind of overall this and like bring it to a closing here because we could go on all night really but like to yeah, bring it to right. a closing like why i love kingdom death is because of how different this game is how ambitious it was as a kickstarter that it was willing to push these limits and do something completely new because no one wanted to make this as a mainstay stay game right that's why they went to mm -hmm. kickstarter no one wanted to make a mainstay game of this and if they had just said well time to pack it up we would never have had this so i'm right. so glad that they kickstarted this this game is amazing it's beautiful there's story there's just uh, amazing mechanics for fights the gear system feels awesome i love the monsters i love the miniatures i love the community i i love talking to my brother here who lives so much farther away from me and just talking about this game and now we have a game on tts like i look forward to playing these i look forward to recording this it's and it's because we got a little closer because of this game yeah like I, yeah i mean we we've been living quite a distance away for a while now and not that like we've grown apart at all no we still but, talk like every day and shit but like this like has brought us together in like a completely different way yeah than before yeah exactly like it's a completely different way that we've been together you know like now that we know tts exists i mean obviously we could play other board games but because this is such a campaign driven one and it's not as intensive as dnd &D, at least for me being a forever dm we we yeah. get to like set days where we can just sit talk and play a game together like that's awesome we don't get to do that at all a lot no no, no. and that's what kingdom death did for me and that's why i liked it even before it connected us i still love the game because of all the other reasons i love it more now because it's bringing me closer to my fucking family like there's nothing that beats that it's 100 worth the money 100% for both of us but we understand yeah. if you don't want to put it in right like it's understandable so we're yeah, really especially the times we're in now exactly yeah. and so it really comes down to if you like the points that we made if you like the points other people are making everywhere else and you know yourself as a as a gamer and like into the genres that you're into all that kind of stuff and if you know you're gonna have people who want to play with you or if you are a solo player you can do it there's an app out that helps with uh, a lot of the bookkeeping so you don't need a lot of paper you can use an app makes it a lot faster mm -hmm. it's called scribe it's on the google play store and on apple check it out 
Um, but yeah, like if you're going to find that this is going to be worth your time, I'm going to tell you right now, it will be worth your time. And I hope if uh, anyone listening out there ends up buying the game, they uh, keep listening to us and our random opinions on things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Because as we come to a close, we are also going to be going through the core game. We're going to go through all the ins and outs of the core game as it is. Uh, so mm-hmm. our next episode is going to be about your first quarry, and it's going to be the White Lion. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you if you decide to get the game, you have the game, you want a little insight opinion, stay tuned for episode two, man. Like, you're going to be fighting yeah. this White Lion a lot. So episode, episode two is good, good, good shit. I'm telling you right now. Yep. Anyway, I want to thank everyone for listening, staying with us. Uh, hopefully, we've incited you to go ahead and blow some money on this game. And if we helped you also not blow your money on this game, we're also happy about that because we don't want you to blow $400 on something that you're not going to like. Go buy yourself, like, you know, like a really nice dinner or something with the missus or even like another game, like Nemesis or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. We're all accepting here. That's the point of this. <laughs> right. Oh, man. But yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it. And especially if you're uh, sticking around for all the other episodes, really means a lot to us. We're doing this because we enjoy the hobby. So if you enjoy the hobby, thanks for sticking around and uh, come back next time for yet another scout report. Where we tell you exactly what you need to do against the white lion and his hefty nuts. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Later, guys.